Welcome back! It's 2019, and it's another year for Not Exactly Radio. Wow, what a 2019. I mean, we're only like, what, eight days in? Whatever. Anyways, it's me. <laughs> dude. Eight days, man! It's eight days! It's the, the episode best. The episode comes out in the eighth, you fuckers! What kind of- don't run kayfabe on the dates. Do we're it. recording this on Saturday, we're, we January 5th. This, we're keeping this in there. It drops on the 8th. Go fuck yourself. We're doing it. Anyways. Uh, wow. Okay, 2019 Not Exactly Radio has gone off to a great start. Hey, what's up, everybody? It is your host, Benny K. And Tony knows the exact date, Tony. Tony, just Tony. And if you can hear this guy giggling in the background, we have... <laughs> Our very first guest on Not Exactly Radio. We're doing this now, 2019. We're going to try to incorporate a cool, couple cool people onto the show, rotating guests and whatnot. Mr. Kevin Gesme. Hi. How y'all Ke- doing? Kevin, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? So we brought our audience on the podcast. <laughs> we brought- Who's going to listen to this? <laughs> Especially if it's coming out on the 8th the same day. He's- Shouldn't you be too busy listening to this to actually be on it? Oh, for sure. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> y'all y'all being dumb. Anyways, so Kevin Gesme, we brought him on the show right away. He's a good friend of ours. Uh, and also, he's probably one of our only listeners. He's probably listened to every one of our episodes. Y'all probably have quite a few listeners that you're just unaware of. Yeah, I guess you're right. I can't, I we, can't be we have all tens. of the listens. We have tens and twenties. And one person in Italy, according to Spotify. Yeah, Spotify says we have one it- Italian listener. Hey, shout out Italian hey, listeners. Hey, we're not exactly radio, man. And now we don't have any Italian yeah, listeners. Now, now they're gone. That's it. That was the end of that. It was fun while it lasted. Anyways, so we're going to get into this right away. We, well, Kevin, we had Kevin pick the album here. Uh, he picked the album Stop Making Sense by The Talking Heads. Kevin, can you give us a little bit of a background of this album? Sure. Uh, album came out in 1984 and is a live cut from the 1983 tour they did in support of one of their albums. I got it here real quick. Uh, I don't have it here real quick. Dead air. Dead air, <laughs> Kevin. 1983. Speaking in tongues. Uh... So the album takes its name from the song Girlfriend is Better, which has the line Stop Making Sense. Uh, The album, uh, I don't really have much more to say about it. One of the highlights, one of the top tracks of this album and the show in the movie, we're about to mention there's a movie. Is there a movie? This is our first live album that we've done. It is. Yes. Well, Uh, that's fun. But the film was uh, directed by Jonathan Demme, who you might know as a director from such films as Silence of the Lambs and Philadelphia and Rachel Getting Married. So Wait, you know, holy shit, really? Yes, that's like actually pretty cool. <laughs> that is badass. <laughs> uh, he had quite a bit of a career before this film, and then had uh, stopped making sense, and from there began the back half of his, his career, where he went on to like become basically an award acclaim winner and whatnot i had no idea like that's a really good resume like the 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 concert shot awesome right did not know that he fucking silence of the lambs like that's insane like silence of the lambs and then into philadelphia the (laughs) aids film with tom hanks and denzel washington like already when, when you're looking at his IMDb, it's I, definitely an eclectic taste worth of like. Wait, that he, film had AIDS. <laughs> I actually got confused with the one with uh, where that chick's having like fake orgasm in that restaurant. Oh, when Harry met Sally. That's the one. Totally got it fucked up. Don't know why. I'm not good at movies. Noted film buff. Noted film buff. <laughs> Benny K. But holy shit, Philadelphia had AIDS. Like, that movie died. Harry Met Sally, right? That movie died. Harry Met Sally died from AIDS? No, I'm just kidding. Harry and Sally are one part of the movie. And their kids. No, but uh, AIDS is very much a very important part of the film Philadelphia. It's basically the entire plot of the film. Denzel Washington has AIDS. No, Tom Hanks has AIDS. (laughs) Anyways, moving forward. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Completely when does talking. the big piano come up in Philadelphia? <laughs> no, 
It's big. <laughs> no, I know it's a big deal. When does it show up in Philadelphia? All right, we've gone way off track. Talking heads, please. Let's talking go back heads. to the talking heads. Right. So this film itself, it was made into a, a film, and it was been, but it was awesome watching it because we just literally got done watching it here on the eighth of January, uh, and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and and I, I've never, I've never had like that kind of experience with a live show. On video, like I didn't think I was that close to something like that, and that was it was so cool to watch, especially David Byrne, who I just realized his last name was Byrne and not Byron's because I'm stupid and don't listen to Talking Heads all that often. Mm-hmm. Um, it was wonderfully shot. All the energy was there. You could feel it even though you weren't there, because it was thirty fucking years ago, and it's still just amazing and held up right now. Like I have now s- sort of become a Talking Talking Heads fan. Yeah. So let me ask, how many? Uh... What would you say is your favorite live concert film that you've seen? And when's the last time that you've seen, like, a really great one? Well, right now, I got to say my favorite one is probably this one. Like, a great on-film live show or a great just live show period if he saw it in person, that counts too. Live on film, concert film. Because this was something that came up when we were watching the film, is that... We haven't really seen the concert film in quite a while, like, that people are like, oh, you have to go and watch this movie. Like, the last thing I can think of is, like, maybe Michael Jackson's when they did, like, the hologram dancing as, like, his last show thing. Yeah. Like, that's literally the last time I can think of, like, a music documentary where it was a concert film documentary, not, like the life behind the scenes kind of documentary. I was going to be honest, I don't know. I didn't know any of these kind of things existed really. As like a as something like that of that nature where it's like super good. I mean, I mentioned the only ones that I definitely have watched have been at my fancy liquor store, Ray's Liquor on North Avenue. But yeah, I've watched those for sponsored by Ray's Liquor. Oh, we got I wish. We got <laughs> We not, can talk to them. They're pretty cool guys. I mean, right? they're great. They're great. Um Tom Petty, watch that. Mm. They they had a DVD there. Wings, which originally I was excited cuz I thought it was a Beatles one and then I realized it was Wings. <laughs> but one of the Wings songs I actually know came up, so then I was like, "Oh, but sweet. it was actually a Beatles hey, song." Man on the Run. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was, it was Man on the Run. That's when I was like, ah, it's fucking wings. <laughs> but at least I like this song. Um, I did own an AFI concert DVD I watched maybe once. No shit. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I owned a Real Big Fish concert DVD. My uh, Crickets. <laughs> I was going to say, if we, if we want to do crickets here real quick, my guilty pleasure one that I had of the live DVD was Linkin Park live in Texas. Oh, definitely crickets. Yes! <laughs> <Did you> ever... <laughs> Middle school us okay. would love it. Hold on a second. I want to watch it now. Kyle Kinane. You guys know Kyle Kinane? He's a comedian from Chicago? Nope. Okay, well... I saw a show of his recently, like, last month, and he was talking about, like, how sad it was that, you know, uh, Chester Bennington, you know, killed himself. Uh, And he was, like, taking some time, like, really breaking it down, like, depression's really a a terrible thing. And then after, like, a moment's silence, he's like, but that band fucking sucked. (laughs) (laughs) It was definitely a product of its time. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. I like like Linkin Park back in the day. Like, hybrid theory. Oh, that was, like, that was the good shit. There was... Every kid that listened to music in middle, like, got into music once it was, you know, our middle school of age, like, during the, when Hybrid Theory dropped, everybody had it, everybody loved it. Oh, yeah, I agree. You're a weirdo if you didn't. (laughs) I didn't have it. I had this live album. But you knew, (laughs) you knew Hybrid Theory, you knew track by track, somebody you probably knew had it. Oh, for sure. (laughs) And you guys just hung out, like, my guy that had it, because I don't think I had it either, because I was broke, but. The guy who had it. No. Anyways, um, <laughs> is you. he dead? Like, no, 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 no. All right. Uh, no, you just joined the alt right ranks. But um, oh, oh. Are we still talking about that? Jesus yeah. Christ! But we uh, we used the jam hybrid theory and play some basketball. Damn, you guys went quite the opposite. Well, <laughs> yeah. Bad. Also, he's probably afraid of basketball now because you you know what type of oh. people play basketball. Oh shit! Tall, Tall people. people. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> you both said it. It was great. <laughs> perfect. That was perfect. All right. Uh, so this film was actually really like I looked up on Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, ranked super high as far as like concert films, and that's kind of surprising to me because like I don't expect that kind of quality out of a, a live concert film. But then Rolling Stone calls it the greatest concert film of all time. See, yes, that's fucking amazing. And now that we've watched it, I have to agree. I get it. I get. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's like the energy that you see from everybody, especially David Burns. Burn. Got it. Burns. Burns. He's only one. Are you trying to say it's a? Is it just Burns? Thing that no, no, no. Is, is it doing? just? Or, is it it's just David Burns. Holy yes, shit! Is he related Byrne. to the Simpsons guy? He's, yes. He's not. No. Oh, he's it's just like singular. Like, it's about B Y. anyways anyways jesus christ so his energy there like just seeing him run around the stage literally was like something that i don't know like that energy couldn't be couldn't you couldn't do that anywhere else i i've never seen anyone do something like that really honestly uh but the the film itself like what were your favorite parts of the film like i shouldn't say the film the album so my definite favorite. I think he can oh. ask both. So now, my definite favorite. All right, I left you off. Here's your moment. <laughs> yeah, to go for. Uh, we'll we'll probably just use film and album interchangeably here throughout the rest of the podcast. So yeah, probably. Uh, I'll give it the same. <laughs> Tony will not. <laughs> uh, my favorite part of the film, and probably just because it's my favorite song of all time, is. This must be the place, Naive Melody. Uh, It's arguably not only just my favorite song, it's my favorite version of the song. When you hear them shout the high hoes, like you feel the just enormous amount of love that's put into the song and what the song is about. And it just really carries, like what you're saying with the live energy, you get that and the emotion that's being put into the song. And uh, we'll go into it a little bit later, uh, but as one of the reasons why the band kind of drifted apart, one of the special features in the DVD for Stop Making Sense is David Byrne does an interview with himself. (laughs) Didn't know that. (laughs) Uh... And in this interview, uh, he asks himself, will you ever write a love song? And he says, you know, I write a lot of songs that have to deal with emotions. And uh, all of our songs, like, carry a little bit of that kind of weight in. I did write a love song, and in this concert, I sing it to a lamp. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Definitely felt that, because he kissed the lamp in the... the... Does a little bit of a Fred Astaire... uh, that guy fucks lamps. <laughs> Into his lamp fucker, David Burns. Burn. David Burn. Burn. God damn it. <laughs> I've been calling him David Byron for like years now. His dad disowned him. He dropped the plural. His, he didn't want to go into the family business of running the nuclear power plant in Springfield. <laughs> Did they determine ever what state it was? No. no. Never. They always leave it okay. uh, In the film, they say what states it's bordered by. It's and states, it's like literally. Five states. Yes. <laughs> Oh, God. The Simpsons film, <laughs> different from the Simpsons movie. movie. <laughs> Simpsons, yes, uh, we'll do that one next week. Um. Simpsons film movie. Yeah, but that's by far my favorite part of the album, and okay. like that entire stretch of songs where it goes from, I think, uh, this must be to the place, into the Tom Tom Club song, Genius of Love, into or no, before that one is. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, once in a a lifetime and then it goes into tom tom club and then it goes into like that entire from that moment that you get this must be the place to the end of the album is just like a perfect stretch of music in my opinion okay cool one you're right two we've been in this for 15 minutes and we still have not discussed the big fucking suit big suit there is a big suit that's tony's favorite part an hour and 15 minutes into the film and also probably an hour and 15 minutes into the album there is a big suit no his girlfriend is better my girlfriend is better i'm not singing this is a podcast (laughs) big suit folks he's wearing a big suit and then he takes off the big suit coat and then 
got a big fupa. big fupa. You are just in that microphone. <laughs> I got it. Sorry, uh, sorry. He's, he's compensating for me. Sorry, future Ben, who has to engineer all this. I got to get the beer that's in the other room that when I opened it, because there was already a beer I had open and I forgot because I was distracted um, because the Bucks were almost going to win, but they didn't win. Um, and the it's, of January. Uh, yeah, all this happened. I'll be right back. Okay, well, Tony's going to take a fiver getting a beer. Oh, I think he's also getting Kevin a beer. Hey, you know what? Do you want to grab me a Bud Light Lime? Because why not? Bud Light Lime's fucking cool. Yeah, listen to all those sounds, too. If you tripping over, you can... I, this is not empty. I'm going to keep finishing this one. Good luck getting out the... You might hear the door open. This is really professional, folks. And there goes Tony. Wow. Well, nobody said it was going to go perfect the first time. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should mention that we're in a new area right now. Kevin, I know you didn't record in our... This is new to you anyway, but... Yeah. But, like, we were recording in my apartment, which has terrible acoustics and now we're 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 recording in in my new apartment uh which has better acoustics it feels a really lot nice place yeah it feels nice comfy move the couch in today really good stuff tony's really grabbing a beer right now we're <laughs> just taking five folks fucking christ i guess i can go into my my I'm gonna say uh, what was your favorite part of the film my favorite part is probably like the beginning because like he just comes out with a tape recorder and a guitar and he just plays psycho killer which is my favorite talking head song because i'm not a, i don't know them all that well um so seeing him play psycho killer and then all of a sudden things get added onto the stage and it looks like they're playing in like this torn down like uh, kind of like a university art house kind yeah, of where like, like some sort things of like, are like, just, dramas are happening yeah. and shit and and I think I think that really like what really drew me in was like that beginning plus like all the energy that they got after like the after the screen came down. Um, but anytime like before the screen came down, that was probably my favorite section leading up to the rest of it because I, I I think that was a really strong beginning of the entire story. Uh, so shit, yeah, going from Psycho Killer to Heaven to Thank You for Sending Me an Angel and then going on from there. The way that they introduce one band member at a time oh, is kind of nice. like a perfect, like, yeah. just flow, ebb and flow to the entire concert for your first five tracks, like, to where the entire band isn't up there until, uh, burning down the house, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. So uh, you're like five or six songs in and then you finally have the entire band on there. And you just see people wearing black, just like pushing all the set together. And Tony, our delivery man with the beer, is now back. Oh, he's not back. Oh, he's not back. I think he, he forgot, forgot my beer. Did he? No, I think he <laughs> forgot the Bud Light Lime. Son of a bitch, no one forgets about that. Uh, but two of my favorite things about uh, Psycho Killer is the, uh, like, staggering that he does on stage. Oh, yeah, at the end? Uh... It's like Which he's going with the drums and shit and falling over across the stage. Fun fact about that one, uh, it takes a cue from a French New Wave film called Breathless, where uh, at the end of the film, the main character is shot by police. Okay. So your choppy bait, uh, drum noises there are meant to echo gunshots going off, and that's him uh, doing the same kind of staggering that you see in that film there. That's pretty cool. And then I was gonna say if you do wanna you want if you if you folks want a nice uh, film nut Kevin Gesme is your person he he uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later we'll ask him to promote his stuff that goes during anything. the plug section yeah, I know, which you're about to bigger. explain but I wanted to uh, it just came back from know, serving back from giving us beer yeah I'm sorry but anyways continue Kevin we'll talk about that later uh, but and I think this will probably be something maybe we discuss a little bit later or maybe we go into it right now. Uh, the live version versus the studio version. Ooh. This one's kind of one of my like toss-up ones because <laughs> the studio version has just that sick bass line that's in it that you don't get here in your live version. Because it's acoustic, yeah. Oh, Psycho Killer, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, by the way, welcome back, Tony. (laughs) Uh, But it has, like, kind of an artistic elevation to it being just a single guy on stage kind of doing the psycho killer. Yeah, Yeah. so great. Especially how he just follows the drum beat that's in that tape player. That was really cool. I think why it's really cool is because it just, it makes... For some reason, it comes. It gives you this real energy of when any band you're going to go see 
in any headliner band, not like I'm here for the opening band, that one time a lifetime that you buy tickets to see the opener, but not the headliner. But when you see the headliner and they finally fucking make it out there, especially when it's like a big show and it takes forever, literally, and also it just feels like figuratively because you're excited to see them. Like that captures the great energy of like, like they do a really good job of opening it up. Like it's probably because I love the song anyways, but it just, I don't know. Like it feels like the quintessential, Oh shit. They're opening with the song too. Yeah. Like you thought that they might close with that one, but then instead they had like a powerful opening with it with just one member of the band. Like, when a band you really want to see opens with your song, like, your favorite one from it, that energy, like... You, you peak, like, yeah. super, and it's... Yeah, bands can fuck it up if they do that. But Talking Heads did not do that. I'm sorry, go ahead, continue. I was gonna, well, I was just you were, to extrapolate I, I just, on your just, point. You took my point a little I did, bit. I'm like, I'm like sorry. The band can either I really keep you through that peak, <laughs> or it can... Nose dive you real quick. You know what the feeling is? It's a premature ejaculation where you don't feel guilty. Wait, what? (laughs) Can you can you explain that real quick? So are you saying like you're not like you're just like? But can you explain it? Yeah, like I kind of want to hear your definition of this. It's like you know, it's just (laughs) you you went, but you don't feel bad about it. I'm sorry. No, you don't even, like, feel like you need to, you're just like, don't feel bad. So, like, are you, like, mid-her pulling down your pants? Are we talking about sex or are you talking about jerking off? What's going on? I don't really. All of the above. Okay, got it. Like, you don't apologize to yourself if you're about to touch your dick and you just come. Oh, I, I definitely apologize if I don't, if I don't give myself a good session, I feel bad for me. I put off 30 minutes for this shit, and it lasted two. What do I do for the last 28? Like, Play fuck. a video game? Well, yeah, well see, that's the, that's the bad version of the concert that I'm talking about. It was like, oh, they weren't able to maintain You're about this your peak hand. here. Your hand is about to touch your dick, and you hear, like, those really drastic sounds. Dun, 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 dun. And then it just, you come. I guess it's closer <laughs> if, like... I'm 17 again, and even though I premature ejaculated 20 minutes from now, it might work again. Now it's like you, seven days. Oh, you're gonna say you might get around to the encore. Do you jerk like, off oh, at work? <laughs> what? What did that what have to do with no, you just said? No, what he was talking about when he was back at 17. Forget it. Forget everything. I thought you said that. I thought you we'll said cut that. that part. No, we're not gonna cut that. Future part. Ben, we cut that. Wait, part. Wait. <laughs> I don't. We I don't know. need anyone being accused of jerking at work here, real quick. He only cuts stuff that makes him look bad. <laughs> That's not completely true. It's not true at all. It's not true. It, it's not true at all. No. I've said some really stupid shit you never have to hear, but Ben heard it. Yeah, yeah, I cut it. <laughs> oh Lord! That's, what do you get when you pay a real engineer? We don't pay that anything. Yeah, no, we don't get paid here. Tony, to, uh, uh, before we go into other songs of comparing album and live version, before you left to go get beer, you were going to talk about a particular costume choice that David Byrne made. He did that already, didn't he? He, 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 shouted, he shouted some things, but maybe, you know, it was for two seconds. He wears a big suit. I love big suits. I love it video by Kanye West and Lil Pump. I'm still thinking about. I still watch probably once a week. So this is probably where they keeping it on. Keeping it a hundred. I like the song and I like the video, and it's only two minutes. But there is a big motherfucking suit. God, you're such a fucking hoe, Tony. It. Yeah, and you love it. Um, but there's a big suit. You. Can't, you don't understand. Near the end, there is a big suit on the movie. Anyways, that's Tony's favorite section. So no, because that's the thing. It's so good. Well, it's my favorite section because he has the big suit and it's some good songs. Right. But not only was I yelling, "Where is the suit?" I was just kind of also going, "This is good, but where's the suit?" <laughs> my uh. uh favorite reference that i think i've ever seen to the big suit was an episode of doug if y'all remember said commercial doug funny doug Doug funny so yeah 
there was an episode where him and Skeeter were starting a band back in the day, and BB was like, you need everything big if you're going to do a concert. So Doug goes and gets himself a giant suit, and it's basically a spot-on match from this fucking movie. You gotta wonder. You gotta wonder if the creator of Doug. My favorite... My favorite tweet of the last year was somebody screen capped that episode and just put lyrics I love it above it. And the part where it's like, I'm a sick fuck, I like a quick fuck. And it's just Doug and Skeeter in these huge suits. Wow. It's good shit. It's my favorite so, content. So you gotta wonder, like, the creator of, if, if, if Kanye and Lil Pump or the creator of Doug were, like, big Talking Head fans. I mean, they had to be it because of those two instances. It's definitely how good it's it's is. an iconic pop culture moment where I don't think you necessarily need to be a fan of the Talking Heads, but it is something that, like, if you're just a fan of pop music in general, where you might be aware of the giant suit. Right. You might not exactly know when it happened or why people remember it, but you do just remember it. I mean, it, you, you, I mean, it's the quintessential live music movie. And so I guess if you're in entertainment, eventually you'll come across somebody of you need to check it out because it is something that does captivate you, even if you're not a fan of the music, because, you know, we had girls. Girls were here. <laughs> <laughs> Amber and my wife, Jessica. My wife. <laughs> they were here, and I think they stayed longer than they meant to. I think they were planning to like this was podcasting business, oh, serious yeah, no, they, podcasting business. They definitely looked like they were gonna be like, all right, we'll be here for like two or three songs and then dip. And they were here for basically half the movie, if not even over a little bit more than that. Yeah, they were there. We, so, they left like right before the big suit happened. It grabs your attention, right? And you know they yeah. they were watching they just were like us. Like it, it, it's definitely like one of those. They caught a moment of somebody performing at their peak. I feel, and I feel that's why I'm very grateful you had us watch this. Yeah. You picked this and you yeah. had us watch this it is because definitely on Kevin here. That's like great. that was a good good mm. choice on your part because I wouldn't have done it. I've been like. I'm not going to watch an hour and a half. Like, if I have an hour and a half, spare hour and a half, and I'm going to watch something, it's going to be uh, Hell's Kitchen for two episodes. <laughs> or it's going to be a movie that I put on a list. So you made us do this. And I was it looking was, for a reason was, to be like, why did we need it? And I'm like... This is exactly <laughs> like when he explained it to us, saying, like, this kind of explains how the songs kind of work with each other. And... and it, it, he he nailed it on the head. Like Kevin totally nailed it when he said, "Like we need to watch this little this this film." Like that's it, really. Okay, and it is, and no, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is a film. Hmm. Like it's not even like oh, we recorded ninety minutes of this band playing a decent set. Hmm. Like there, you know, again, there's just all this showmanship going on, all this shit going on. There's shit to watch. There's also shit I never watched, saw in a concert movie that anybody else pulled off, especially with like the lighting, especially that lighting where they were just lighting, uh, burning the singers and stuff like that. That was fucking awesome. I do like, have to say there were a few moments watching this where just the past couple of concerts I've seen where I've seen like similar things happen and it's, I don't know why it never occurred to me before. Maybe it's just I haven't seen bands that put together the same kind of production quality mm. during their live sets, but like there were several points where it was like, oh, they were kind of doing such a similar thing, and like this was happening back in the '80s as like a technique. Like the one that stood out for me is we saw Nine Inch Nails last year, two that years, was two years ago. ago. Yeah, that wasn't last year. And. Uh, during one of the moments of the film, the two of the moments of the film, the shadows. Yeah, they have yep, the, the fucking shadows. shadows. Of, uh, they take just very bright lights and shoot them on the band, and, and the was... shadows appear on the back wall, and it's just a it it looks amazing on film. And I tell you what, live it's an, an even better experience. Oh yeah, when that happened with Nine Inch Nails, I was like super I'm like I. I don't listen to Nine Inch Nails that often. I'm really outing myself here. I'm on a music podcast and I don't listen to that much music. That's really <laughs> fucking stupid. Uh, I promise to listen to more music. But 
when I saw that, when I saw that live, I was like, holy shit, this is like the coolest show, like, thing I've ever seen. Maybe not the coolest, you know what I'm saying. It was just a really cool in the moment thing to just see that live. And then to see how they did it in the movie, it was kind of cool because you just had these people dressed in black just moving around with these lights and like highlighting certain members of the band and then just having those shadows. It was so cool to watch. Yeah. It's the shadows in general and the whole entire it's, film. It's such a simple thing to pull off, but it just looks so awesome. Fucking cool. Yeah. Is there a is there a certain track in this entire live album that you would cut from it? Like, is there like a thing that you wouldn't have played live if you Swamp. were in that band? Swamp. Swamp. Uh, Swamp is when the ladies left and you could visibly tell around the room that people are growing. Like, this is the song where you would go grab a beer during the live set. It's the bathroom break song. Uh, really? I, I do really dig the song. I liked his energy in that song. For sure. Him just running in place the whole time and then just like grabbing the microphone doing some weird vocals. See, I guess for me that kind of reminded me of Tom Waits. Continue with your thing. Uh, To go into that, actually, so there's a television program called Documentary Now. Uh, Two people from SNL, Fred Armisen and Bill Hader, they put it on where they recreate documentaries, but they're like parodies of them. This last season they did Stop Making Sense. And for this song in Stop Making Sense, they actually just went full Tom Waits. Really? So, like, the fact that you serious? bring it up is, like, kind of perfect. Can you send that to me after Oh, this? for sure. <laughs> Holy shit. That's insane. The Tom Waits <laughs> department will be reviewing <laughs> this statement. I'm sorry, I love Tom Waits. I'm sorry, but... And also the fact that Swamp was like one of my favorite parts of it because it was Tom Waits-esque. I was like, oh no. I mean, I can see that I was there too. thinking it the entire time it was on. It was I like, was wondering because I was like, I'm really this. fucking into that song. I was it, like, this is it's great. the breather song too though because again. That's why I was offended when you guys said that. Again. Like, Fuck you guys. No. Like <laughs> this whole thing is great, but like Burn drives it. It's ridiculous. Like watching the showmanship from this guy. He's kill- he kills it the whole time. It made me go, like... And that's what also occurred to me, is, like, why are bands that, like, feel transcendent and, like, in the... You know, there's a band that only really exists in the 80s, and I'm listening to them now and, like, going, there isn't music like this now. There isn't music... Like, this is now gonna be in my rotation. Thank you for putting... Making this put in my yeah, rotation. Because yeah, they've always... Welcome. They've always been somebody i enjoyed but like never delved into very deep and now i'm like i'm in and so thank you for that but on the other hand it's like it's funny because they only exist in one decade when it's like you see this uh, stuff that feels like transcendent where it's like why aren't they just still doing stuff and so now it's time to try and figure out who carried the torch i was gonna say speaking of cutting room floor why did they cut david byron burn god damn okay, it so the oh i have to actually go and look this up so i'll try and fill it with some dead time to comment on uh what tony just said there so who carried the torch with them through the 90s who was your 90s talking heads you think my 90s talking heads oh. and they kind of start like the same with the talking heads they really started in the 70s and we'll maybe do that as our game a little bit later uh but the band started in the 80s, but is more known as a 90s band, and that's the Pixies. Oh. Okay. That's a good uh, From your just kind of art house indie rock, just a band that really never had anyone who sounded exactly like them. Like, from just your frontman who went on to have his own exceptional solo career to the surrounding band having their own things, like... Uh, Kim Dio went on to start the Breeders, so like you have the bass player going off and doing her own thing. That's the same thing kind of happened with the Talking Heads. This like, guy it's, has it's, the members it's, down. Yeah, it's, I was like, it's, Jesus Christ. Somebody I was thinking been, about it's, this. It's, it's, it's like, almost I, a one-to-one with the Pixies and the we, Talking Heads. We definitely, Talking Heads have significantly more and better albums, in my opinion, but like if you're looking for your 90s equivalent, I think 
that's them. Right I was there. gonna. I have a band, but Jesus Christ, I don't know any well, of the fucking he, members. He, he's uh, researching, which we mean just using our phone to like fill right, in yeah, shit that we didn't right prepare now. for. But anyways, <laughs> your turn. My turn. Okay, so I was gonna go for my '90s band. I guess I didn't have one. <laughs> my Spoiler. '90s band uh, that I think carried the torch of the Talking Heads. Uh, and I, I actually, I get them confused every once in a while, only by name, not by music, obviously, but uh, the Flaming Lips. Uh, I, I think that they they probably carried the torch. And I know that was like, what, you guys mentioned it was like late 90s, almost early 2000s? So the Flaming Lips have actually been a band since the 80s, but uh, they didn't really catch their peak until the mid-90s when they put out She Don't Use Jelly off of transmissions from the satellite heart so then there you go it's another band that's from the 80s but it's really a 90s band like the pixies and then and then uh their biggest hits came out talking out of his ass and it still works bam the story (laughs) 99 and 2001 are where their two biggest albums the soft bulletin which was the other album that i was possibly suggesting that we were going to do for this episode here mm-hmm. and then yoshimi battles the pink robot okay wow okay i picked the flaming lips kevin fuck you <laughs> they're only my favorite band i know so i'm sorry sorry i'm sorry uh, but my favorite was... part about this comp sorry to cut you off again <laughs> and why i love it so much is their live shows are the same way where it's... damn it kevin i was just gonna say that <laughs> damn but me, now Kenny. we're even we're even. I stole your thunder a little bit, and you just stole my whole bit, you fucker. All right, go into it. Welcome no, it's to too the, late now. Welcome to the Kevin Show. Yeah, it's, it's like, not uh, too late. I know. I'm not saying because you hijack. It's just because you belong. You way belong more than us. It's Anyways, <laughs> it's like we're actually passing the torch right now. We started this three months ago. Oh my god, like, Kevin! It's our time to hang it up. Chris didn't make him a cartoon yet. He wanted the cartoon. Oh, we'll see if Chris can do that. Anyways, he's not, if you're like a solid part of the show, which eh, if you're interested, mate, we'll talk about it later. I'll just turn it into a poop emoji. Yeah, that's it. Just a poop emoji. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Put a beard on it. <laughs> but yeah, I was going to go with the same so show. Oh, he doesn't have a beard anymore. I haven't looked at he's got a mustache. He's got a cop mustache. Anyways, <laughs> he's looking at the same show. <laughs> he's got this, it's got the that's same show going. style. God damn it. I'm listening. We got the same show style as, uh, which band? Talking Heads. I was like, you guys fucking, fucking. Talking you. Heads and the Flaming Lips were who you were comparing. Yes, I know. I'm aware. The Flaming Heads. The fu- Dude, I really <laughs> fuck them up. But like, I've seen the, the Flaming Lips twice now. Um, and watching their show reminded me of what we were watching just, you know, a couple hours ago. Um, but yeah, it was like the same energy. They have a lot more props. <laughs> Significantly. Significantly. More. You see, like, the fucking lead singer. I don't know his name. You probably do. Oh, you don't? That's oh, crazy. I'm blanking on it. Hold uh, on. No, Wayne Coyne. Okay, anyways. So you see him. John a, Lips. You see John Lips. <laughs> yes, that's why they're called the Flaming Lips. Is and because, his brother, uh, Flaming Johnson. Or, wait, that's not <laughs> Holy shit, <laughs> Flaming Johnson's a great porn name. Damn, I didn't mean to say that, but here we are. <laughs> Flaming Johnson. Anyways. <laughs> You see Wayne Coyne, is that his name? Yes. He he's in like a hamster ball and he goes out into the crowd and then you see a lot of confetti and the, like the art in the background is really cool. Like the the, the behind the scenes at a show of the Flaming Lips, not behind the scenes, but like the the backdrop at a show at Flaming Lips, you see a lot of cool art going on. Another thing that I would probably say, no, I'll save it because I don't want to just say two bands. Well, my favorite one is the, for the comp is the fact that uh, for the beginning of. Stop making sense. You see a lot of the stagehands like moving around and like with right. the lights. Yeah. Later, the flaming lips like they hide nothing. You see mm-hmm. everything moved in and off mm-hmm. of set yeah. with stagehands. So like that's Fuck it. One hundred percent. The musically style maybe not exactly the same, but for a live show experience, you're basically getting the same thing. Yeah. Okay, Tony, it's your turn. I do not have a '90s contemporary. <laughs> you're the one that came up with this game. Just because I have good broad ideas does not mean I know how to I execute have a, them. I have another band that possibly kind of fits the bill a little bit. Only in this is mine. Aspect. This is mine. I told Ben off. Yep. Ben off this recording. All right, Ben, pick. give me my uh, one you. you I told you, but you you're gonna tell me this band. You would not pick this band because you're gonna think it's Dad Rock. But Primus would be a pretty good example. My favorite band: Les Claypool, <laughs> other guy in Primus, third guy, guy in Primus. Um, the the fourth guy that there is no there's only three guys 
the 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 roadie. I know the roadie Anyways, of Primus. Primus has a lot of art and visual stuff like uh, like uh, um, Talking Heads did in their live Less show. Clay Not exactly pool. the same music, obviously. But pool of clay. But there's Tony's vote. Anyways, I also am on a music podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin has shown more info than we've ever given in any of our podcasts, and he listens to us. Wow. Thanks, Kevin, for coming on the show. No problem. <laughs> um, okay, so then... Uh, uh, if you want that little tidbit about uh, David Byrne breaking up with the band mm-hmm. here real quick... Uh, Is it him breaking up with the band, or they breaking so up with it, it's post. It's a comment that, couple comments that were made after... Uh, 2002 when they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay. So this is a if you're an old fuddy-duddy like rock and roll certified kind of band here, but uh so after the concert that the bands performed together. So this, this is the first time that they had gone back together since breaking up and this is the one concert that they've done like since then like and there's no hope of them ever getting back together. Okay. Like these people Basically, just straight up hate each other. Mm-hmm. Never, ever, ever getting back together. Thanks, T Swizzle. Uh, Jesus Christ. Taylor so, Swift <laughs> is here. She Let's already keep it rolling, She was in the corner we? of the room. Uh, so, David Byrne states We did not have a lot of. We did have a lot of bad blood go down. That's one reason. And another is that musically, we're just miles apart. Weymouth, the bassist from the band, however, has been critical of Byrne, describing him as a man incapable of returning friendship and saying that he does not love her, France, or Harrison. Damn. So these these are not people who enjoy each other's company. Honestly, both those answers could be the same thing. Uh, Which is why, like, during Stop Making Sense, you get a song from the Tom Top Club, which is... Uh, the bass player and drummer's band, they went on with their debut album to sell just as much as the Talking Heads Mm -hmm. at that point. So breaking up wasn't exactly like a financial question. It was definitely a how much do we like performing with David Byrne? And he's not exactly, from all accounts, uh the most pleasant person to work with he's definitely got that kind of i am an artistic genius so he seems that way a little bit i kind of felt I mean, that in the video that's straight edgers for you <laughs> like i'm sorry yeah you gotta you gotta poison yourself a little bit come on oh that's right he's a, you mentioned that he david byrne is a straight edge guy right i mean he's amazing to watch yeah he's great and like, I already liked the Talking Heads, but now I think I'm ready to love them. I was going to say, I could feel like the way he performed, it seemed like he was just engulfed in his own art. Which, right. I mean, which is just... And it's beautiful to watch, yeah, but... But, like, at the same time, that's probably not very good as, as far a, as friendships. Exactly. Yeah, as a lot of artists, I don't want to be friends with them. Right. Because, again... They could have great art, but they might be... Talking about I love it. Kanye (laughs) was an artist and a musical genius at some point. No longer. Um, But I think it's because he started smelling his own farts and going, I'm a genius. That means whatever I do is genius. Um, Anyways. But I wouldn't, even at his peak, I was like, I would not want to be friends with that guy. You can tell from far away, that guy, you don't want to be by. And that's totally fair. We should probably move on to a game because I didn't realize we're almost like 45 minutes, 45 minutes into this. Oh, shit. Ready. Going for the record. Let's do it. Yeah, I think you're going to break it this time, Kevin. Thanks All right. for being part of our record. So, but, but also, we didn't think of our 2000s contemporary. And this is the only reason I brought it up because oh I God. thought and I so want to see how you guys feel. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you got, I want to see how you guys feel about it. I guess this is I'm the only one naming it because I think it is an interesting question. Mostly I'll ask Kevin because he's more familiar with the catalog. What the fuck? Okay. And I want to see how offended he gets. But I think it matches the idea of they're new wavy. They got the hooks. They have a live performance. I don't know if you saw them live, but I did. How close are related are the talking heads and fits in the tantrums? Ooh. <laughs> Slightly moved the mic over. I do really feel that's actually an interesting idea it's an interesting idea i haven't seen fits in the tantrums live but 
Sonically, I don't think Fitz puts enough, like, African influence into their music. And, like, you get that a lot from more... If you're looking at all the Talking Heads early stuff, for sure I can see that kind of being that kind of artsy, new, wavy, uh, kind of punk-influenced a little bit kind of music styling that Fitz and the Tangents go through. But everything from Fear of Music on from... The Talking Heads has such an Afro backbeat to it that it just doesn't quite match up sonically, but it's not a it's not a bad comp. I kind of really like it. Unfortunately, mine would be a was interesting. Mine would be a cop out, and I'd say David Byrne is your. Oh <laughs> fuck you! Say, <laughs> dude, oh, yeah, I think the two thousand one is David Byrne. No. Even if you can tangentially. Subs- he still puts I kind of buff. If, if you look at the modern day bit. Talking Heads, go with the guy who was in the Talking Heads. <laughs> That's true. Well, if you want to go with another, oh, I'm sorry. You gonna say something? Well, I was just saying, do try to actually catch Fitch in the Tantrums live. If you like, if you can't stand them, fine, whatever. But if you like, go like I think I might like them to. They make some pretty good catchy songs. That is a band that plays live in an interesting way. Mostly because the woman singer just does tambourine outside of singing. And she is like David Byrne in the way that she somehow has this like energy, like marathon energy reserve where through the whole damn show, she keeps it up. She doesn't take a song off. So actually check out Fits of the Hantrums Live. That's somebody that impressed me where I was like, oh, they make some fine pop music outside of seeing them live. And then I saw them live and I'm like, now I stand. All right, let's play a game. We gotta get we gotta get rolling here. We've been talking way too much. Just kidding. We never could talk enough. Kevin, you got some games for us. Let's do it. All right, which game do we want to play? Do we want to play words, 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 or do we want to play see you at CBGBs? They both sound good. They do sound really good. You had you had names for your fucking games already. We're just like for let's sure. play bullshit. We pulled out of our ass. Part five. Uh, I like the there's also that the part five game is pretty good. There's also Ben. I've had this growth for a while. Can you look at it and see if it's infected? We've had those in three episodes and off camera daily, every day. Snapchat, follow me on Snapchat. Actually, no, only Ben gets to see my infected spots and my wife. Love you. <laughs> All right, Kevin, let's do the CBGB one. I like that one. All right, so uh, first question from the CBGB one Let's is... Let's fuck your words, words, words. W- <laughs> so for those who are interested, words, words, words was going to be during the song Making Flippy Floppy, words appear behind the band while they're playing. Uh, they're words that David Byrne just... Words and phrases David Byrne found just funny. He just thinks they were funny words, so he put them up on screen. It was going to be a contest between whether or not they remembered the words that were up there. <laughs> I knew a couple of them. Uh, but for the CBGB one, we're going to start off with, uh, do you know what CBGB and OMFUG stands for? Oh, fuck. I did a while ago. CBGB. Country. I was like, isn't it CBGB is like country. Bluegrass. Well, country bluegrass. Uh, CBGB. Uh, so it's just another B, huh? What? St. Louis hockey team. Oh, Blues? There you go. Really? (laughs) What does the OMFUG stand for? Oh, my fucking God. (laughs) (laughs) I don't fucking know that one. Oh, my fucking God. So, CBGB and OMFUG stands for Country, Bluegrass, Blues, and Other Music for Uplifting Gormandizers. Okay, wow. So, although a, a gourmandizer is usually a ravenous eater of food, what the owner and founder was kind of parlaying it into was eater of music for, like, mentally and art and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So, what we're going to go through here are ten bands that may or may not have gotten their start at CBGB's. Oh, and we're going to start off with a really easy one here, The Talking Heads. And that's, a, that's a yes. Tony? That is a correct answer. That's the correct. Talking Heads. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Wow. Yelling. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. It's all right. Band number two. Blondie. It's CBG. No. I'm going to say... Hedger Betts. Hedger Betts. 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes. The correct answer is yes. Ben grabs a point for that one. Taking it. Now, now we're on the same team. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, I thought you guys were going to be competing against each other here. Uh, no, I'm not with the answers. We got finally a one to one situation. Two to here. one, baby. Two to one. He had the first one. Kicking my ass. Insurmountable lead. <laughs> Good luck coming back. The New York Dolls. Oh, I'm thinking you're going to throw a no at us. This New, time. New York's in the title, so I'm going to go yes. I'm going to say no. Correct answer is no. They got more of a start at Max's Kansas City. Fucking three to one, baby. Don't name yourself after a city you don't even <laughs> live in. That's kind of. They got their start old, in Kansas but... City. That doesn't mean they weren't from. New York. Uh, spoiler alert: Max's Kansas City is also in New York, and that's going to be where a couple of these other bands got their start at. What? Because Wait. it's the other big punk rock club that Max's was like Kansas around the same. Oh, it's in New York. Oh. It's in New York. Oh wow, you threw me off there. So I thought you were like, doing Max's. Like comma. it was Max's in Kansas City. I'm like, oh, I, I thought it was Max's. We'll, we'll, throw, we'll throw you another, City, another comma, Missouri, but no, it's Maxis, comma, Kansas, com- I forgot what I was talking No, about. there are no commas. It's Maxis, Kansas City Lounge and Bar. Continue. Uh, we'll throw Christ. you another easy one here. The Ramones. Yes. yes. The correct answer is yes. You have both grab a point for that two, one. The Ramones Four are probably two. the most famous band to go for CPGs right. there. Pretty sure I'm undefeated right now, though. Uh, television. Band television. That's an object, you fucking idiot. <laughs> it is also a band. We run a music podcast. That's a thing I stare at for probably uh, 80 hours a week, but no. I'm going to say no as well. The correct answer is yes. They were one of the first bands actually to play. They okay. opened for the Ramones, oh, if I'm not mistaken. Right. It might be the other way around. The Ramones might have opened for television, Still but they were one of the first bands to actually play at CBGB's. Okay, what the fuck is television? What fucking we'll them, we'll album did they write? Remote? <laughs> they did not write a song called Remote. Although if they did, I'm sorry station. to television hardcore diehard fans that are listening to this. Someone's throwing their computer right now because they're like, <laughs> they did write a song called Remote! One out of our ten listeners. <laughs> television. <laughs> it's actually just Kevin. He actually <laughs> still, throws the t- still throws the computer even though it's Wait, you, you fools! <laughs> Maybe they'll get it this time when I listen. <laughs> he listens to it later. Like they're not gonna fuck it up this time. No, no, no. I'm gonna edit it and just be like, yes, and that's it. <laughs> the mm. Velvet Underground. Oh, throwing us a little. That's a no. I'm gonna say no. They started because on... they're they're a super group, aren't they? They have some people. And they started on the Tremors soundtrack. No. You're thinking of a completely different band because the Velvet Underground like broke up right before CBGB's opened. So the answer is no. Yeah. Oh. Yep, I think somebody else. <laughs> you're, you're correct, but for the wrong reason. Both of us? Yeah, okay. No, well, they started when Tremors happened. Because... Tremors was like a 90s <laughs> film. But Tremors bored into the ground. Next How can song. you be from right, the sorry, underground if there's... Tremors did it. Next band. The Patty Smith Group. Well, I mean, punk. Well, I'm in the Patty Smith Group, so they'd be really upset if I fucked this up. I'm gonna say yes. Uh, no. The correct answer is yes. Six to three, baby. Oh, and I got, I got a little, little bit here. The Patty Smith Group had their first gig at CBGB's on February 14th, 1975. Oh, Valentine's little Valentine's Day. Day gift for you. Nice. I was busy getting laid. In 1979, five, no, wait, what? You were born. He's like, oh, I, I don't was. even know if your father might have been able to have you in like his... Uh, I don't know who my father is. Liar! <laughs> All right, all right, next band, next band. Sometimes I have a dream where I don't know, though, and I, then <laughs> it turns out it's Sean Paul. Oh, that's right. You always <laughs> think of your dad as Sean Paul. I wish he was. <coughs> okay, let's do it next band. Iggy Pop and the Stooges. Oh, wow. No. I was going to say no, too. I feel like they got... Uh, I'm going to say no. Yeah, they're infamously from Detroit, so no, it would be the correct answer. They're the one band here that I'm not mentioning from New York City. 
Am I am I losing again? It's six to three. Wait, it's seven to four now. I'm winning. I'm just, I, I think I'm gonna win. I, lo- I locked it up. Uh, the Beastie Boys. Huh. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna go no because the sound system couldn't handle the samples. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll say yes. The correct answer is yes. Yeah. Before the Beastie Boys were a rap group, they were actually a hardcore punk rock band. Oh, shit. Back in 1982 is when they first played Thank CBGBs. You for your knowledge of information. Knowledge of information. Kevin? I knew that, but I didn't retain it. So, <laughs> credit <laughs> to Kevin for retaining that. All right. Much. All right. Let's see. We got we got to get we got to wrap this up pretty quick here too. Okay, let's do uh let's see. Hold on. Our listeners are far gone. Don't worry I about know. it. <laughs> let's do one distinct memory that you have with this with these songs. You want me to go first? You are in for a treat. No, you go last. Okay. <laughs> but you are in for a treat if you somehow lasted this long. <clears throat> Kevin, let's hear you first. One of the songs that you heard from this album, let's get a distinct memory from you. Uh, so my distinct memory is actually just the entire album. Uh, wow. Every year. So, well, sorry, but every year the Milwaukee Film Festival has this film played at the Oriental Theater. On We're in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, BTW, in they case you didn't know listening to the podcast oh, as much as you do. Listener, we already lost. Don't worry about it. As soon as you heard the Italian voices, like, we're fucking out of here. We've done that several times before. Maybe that's why we got them. <laughs> Anyways, continue. Hey, I'm just attracting a foreign audience over here. So every year during the Milwaukee Film Festival, they put this film on, and it turns into basically just a live concert. The audience gets up, and you dance in the aisles, and there's like... People bring their glow sticks and shit, and it's just a great fucking time every single year. Like, if you're in Milwaukee in the month of October and you have the chance to go to this thing, I can't highly recommend it more. Like, it's not only is it just a great film, but it's a great crowd experience. There's never been a bad time when I've gone to see it, and I've seen it multiple times at the Oriental Theater. All right, Tony, distinct memory. Uh, one, we'll try to fit it in our schedules, but maybe we should check that out. Kevin, that sounds kind of fun. Really cool. uh, that, when does that usually happen? September? Like October. 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 So let's make a plan for that. Second, one, I actually do connect talking heads with my man over here. Kevin? Because I was always like in my teen years, I think. It was like this guy knows the older good music, and I knew he was like, oh, "Talking Heads is a good thing." I don't know what I'm going with that. It's late. This is the first late cast we're doing. Yeah, we've never usually recorded and this, this is Just my. Kidding. It's fucking morning time on the eighth of January. <laughs> Kayfabe's dead, Ben. Don't worry. No. And it's your turn. All right. <laughs> well, okay. First, I'm gonna go with a nice one here before I go into my big one. Psycho Killer. Uh, I like that song a lot. Uh, I also remember hearing it on uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia when Psycho Pete comes back to town. And I just remember like Mac and Charlie coming to the coming to Patty's Pub. And it was just like, Psycho Killer! And they're like, Psycho Pete's back! And then it's actually some, they're like, this guy killed his parents! And he's just like, I didn't actually do that. You guys just started that rumor. And then... <laughs> He's like, this guy used to yell at babies' faces and just hold them and yell them in his face. <laughs> but he said he was really regretful. Anyways, that's a pretty funny part. Uh, the second thing is my really, really distinct memory, and I, I really blew my load early by mentioning this earlier because your reactions were perfect. Uh, but uh, what really got me was, uh, what was, what's the song? Take Me to the River? Take Me to the River. Take Me to the River. So I... I'm ready to laugh again. I... <laughs> So I thought, you know, originally was, you know, just a Big Mouth Billy Bass song. The Big Mouth Billy Bass original, Take Me to the, to the river. river. I'm like, this makes sense. 
I didn't hear when I was a kid. Big I saw on the wall. <laughs> Big mess. Big mom Billy Bass has some fucking jams, y'all. Don't and, even. Uh, I stand. Didn't know. Big mouth Billy Bass. Didn't know that was a Talking Heads song. So here we are. Now learning the Talking Heads song. All right, we got to wrap this up real quick here. Give us an album that you think. Please recommend. That you would recommend. That would if if people like this album. Uh, if people like this album, I'm going to go with one of my other favorite live albums, and that's the band's The Last Waltz. It's their farewell concert that they recorded. Uh, it's actually another concert film uh, directed by a man named Martin Scorsese. Don't know if you ever heard oh, of him, wow. but, you know. Never heard yeah. of him. He likes the gangsters. Uh, but it's another just great, great live album that if... You enjoy live music. You kind of have to put that right. one into your Dig kind it. of cues. Yeah. Dig it. Tony. You go next because okay. I just have, I have the mic drop recommendation. Okay. All it's right. just, it's obvious. He's got it. Okay. So my recommendation, uh, as far as vibe, I kind of get like an Oingo Boingo vibe. So I'm going with Dead Man's Party uh, as far as a recommendation. Uh, for something like this uh, and I think yeah that's it he had the interesting recommendation cause it's outside of it I'm mic dropping in the way that it's kind of just fucking obvious if you like this just listen to the replacements and you have two bands that will take you through a long time like those are just listen to the replacements and talking heads if those are the two bands you picked from the 80s and it's like i'm not gonna learn any more music from the 80s well then you already did your job because those are two quintessential 80s like if i like any music with guitars in it these are two that just take it with you and run with the ball and you'll hit the end zone it's good bam um that's a sports reference i'm sorry i <laughs> used a sports reference i will try to leave it off and next time i'll just bring up wrestling it's like an atomic leg drop from that guy that said the n-word when he was fucking his neighbor's wife your turn ben Wait, you already said one. Right, it's time to do the outro. We all need to leave. All right, we gotta go. All right, Kevin has things to say. Kevin, I want you. I, I got thank one you. last thing, just because oh, I don't want us to look like terrible music people here. This being oh, a music no! podcast. What are you doing? So the Big Mouth Billy Bass song, "Take Me to the River." Yeah. Uh, the Talking Heads. That's a cover. That's a cover. It's a cover. The singer is by Al Green. He's the guy who originally does them. That's the wow. song from Yeah. Well, still, fuck you. Big surprise. Bunch of white people take a black person's song. God. And everybody knows the white people did it. All right. Well, to be fair, I'm sure a lot of people know that Al Green does it. Well, these More honkies the don't. Yeah, no, a lot of our honkies don't do it. These whiteies don't. You think that whitey thought it was a plastic thing you bought at Walgreens for 10 bucks for your grandma. Give her, I think the guy from Italy probably knows about it. Anyways, fuck it. Okay, we gotta Shout out to our Italian. I only found it because I was looking for the other song that the fish sang. And it was like... <laughs> didn't even find that. Kevin. Didn't even say shade. Kevin. It was Don't Worry Be Happy. Go there okay. it there is. That was the other one. Shouts out to Big Mouth Billy Bass. <laughs> Put it down. Jesus Christ, put it down. Kevin, Kevin we gotta wrap it up. Tony, sit your ass down. Don't put the Not exactly radios in flames. <laughs> it's a dumpster fire right now. Anyways, no. This Good night. Before we go, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. Do you have, do you have anything? Kevin has something to plug. Do you want to plug anything right now? Hey, so I have a YouTube channel called Landmark Film Reviews. It's probably right. going to be getting a makeover here in the coming months as I try and reboot it a little bit. But if you want to watch a couple of reviews from last year's Oscar films as I get ready to review the Oscar films coming up here in the new year for the new ceremony, uh, check that out. Thank you so much, Kevin, for hanging out with us. No worries. God. One, thank you so much. If for some reason you made it this far, please just message me on whatever way you know how to reach out to me and just 
message me the word backgammon, the name of that uh, board game I never learned to play. Backgammon. Backgammon. Wow. And I will give you a single dollar because congratulations to you making it this far. I will give you a dollar on whatever platform you prefer, you prefer if you text me backgammon. Okay. Offer is valid even for Amber who will send me backgammon. But everybody else too, I will give you one dollar. Thank you. That's some bullshit because I was told I was going to get a free beer. <laughs> you didn't get the free beer. You told me that, no, Kevin, you're not allowed to have a free Anyways, we're Jesus about Christ. to go to the beer store. Gotta you're gotta getting one up. there. we got to wrap right. it up. Jesus Christ. This has love been you guys. one hell of love you too, Kevin. This has been one hell of an episode to open up 2019. We're going to keep it rolling in 2019 next week. Oh, okay. One last thing. Kevin, give us a bad album to do next. Just give us a bad album oh, that you think sucks. Oh, bad album to do. Creed's Human Clay. Human Clay. That's what we're doing next. Creed, Human Clay. We're leaving it up to the poll when one person votes, and it will be Kevin for Human Clay. But there will still be a vote. We're still doing this Democratic. Nah, Kevin picked it. We're going to do Human Clay next. Anyways, I'm Benny K. This is... Not exactly radio. My name is Tony Just uh, Kevin. Tony Just Kevin. Y'all have a good one. We'll see you next time around. All right, let's leave it off.